0: Francis, it must be nuts there.
1: So it's a World Cup road trip podcast and we're on the Salute Hotel Expressway to the Metro again and we're crowding everybody out, getting ready to go to England v. Colombia and everyone's been on the hunt for tickets. Have you gone, Rod? Have you got a ticket yet? Mate, I have, yes. We've got on our way to England, uh, Columbia tonight. Very good. A few back channels. I'm actually under
0: the name of Natalia tonight, but I've, I've always wanted to be a Natalia. A- and my date, Verena. We're looking forward to it. We're just going to lighten our voice up between now and the front gate, mate. Looking forward to it.
1: Now, how much did you pay? Um, break it out. I mean, want to know who's the best negotiator here. How did you go? You, 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 do, you do deals for a living because you're a real estate agent. Mate, I just uh, mentioned to one of the young ladies on the bus I've, I've noticed a ticket with 2,200 rubles on it that I've just merrily paid 10 times the face value. As,
0: as an auctioneer mate we we have surpassed reserve considerably (laughs) (laughs) and and the whole crowd is happy over and over however mate i am holding on to some russian tickets for anyone that's out there and i'm happy to take 10 times the face value if there's anyone there
1: can i ask you when you bought the tickets did the vendor bring you inside and open up a bottle of champagne is that what you're supposed to do (laughs) no they did have a little large snicker behind our back i think so uh, wasn't really sure what it meant but we'll Well, run with it i was the vendor Oh there you go. Now it. Kat yeah. is a, a veteran Green and Gold Army soldier here. You did a much better job in getting your ticket now. What did you do? Oh no, I haven't got mine as well, mum shit. <laughs> oh no. You buggered it up as well, did you? Yeah. We've all been through <laughs> it. Okay, another question that's important to ask here, um, we're all Australians here. Anyone supporting England tonight? Hi. Hi. Hear the deathly silence there for that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, explain yeah, yourself. Uh getting... oh, to yeah. Two thieves in the camp My cat Three, Three. Three. I It's catching
0: half, half British Have a British passport My brother lives in London And it's coming home So why wouldn't I
1: oh, It's coming home That sounds like a disease That sounds like a warning Of a pandemic Other Australians here Can, can you even
0: countenance The idea of supporting England no, it just doesn't come into my mindset. I just don't know how you could do it, being an Australian. It just doesn't come naturally. So who am I speaking with? Uh, Tim. Tim's sh-
1: Tim shaking his head in incredulity at you, cat. <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's hurting back here. I'm pretty a con- shocked,
0: to be honest. I'm very shocked.
1: Oh, well, uh, we'll see how it unfolds. We're on the, on the uh, Salute Expressway to, to the Metro, and um, we're about to enter the maelstrom that is the touring England football fan. Brace yourself, people.
0: Francis, it's two minutes past four here in Melbourne, and I've attacked the night from a completely different direction to last night. My, my jet lag is now playing into my favour. I feel like it's midday. I'm full of beans. Um, I've changed over from chocolate ice cream to vanilla. Had a huge bowl, but eating it with small spoon, so uh, doesn't feel gluttonous at all. And uh, England are tapping it around, and I believe you're at Spartak Stadium. Um, and I asked the question, uh, have you stood up for the England? Uh, it's not impossible. I never thought you'd stand up for the Uruguay, and yet yesterday you made the conversion. So is it possible that the land that gave us Samantha Fox and Ian Botham um, that you're suddenly finding a glimmer of love for? Um, certainly I'd be interested to know. Um, They tried to adjust things, didn't they, with the last round of the group stage to try to maybe meet an easier opponent. So there would be some humour in them going out here. Uh, But as I think I said earlier, um, I quite like them in the tournament. They're loud, they're desperate, um, and when you see... You know, when you see... a country this desperate And this in need of something um, It's very compelling And so uh, I'm kind of hoping they win
1: Now we spent a lot of time On the Moscow Metro And it's an amazing system But it's, it's quite unique because A. It flies along At a million miles an hour And you feel like at any point You are going to jump off the and, uh In a fiery train wreck And the other thing is It's bloody noisy Like, have a listen. It's like a Sonic Youth concert on wheels. I kinda like it. So we're just heading out of Spartak Metro Tone. Uh, Literally traversed the length of Moscow to be here Numerous changes on the uh, Sonic Youth Express And a distinct absence of England fans Not many Where are they all? They're usually massing their ranks And try to piss in a corner somewhere And own some part of the stadium they got to be somewhere here. Have they all been scared off? I don't know, but Kat, we haven't seen many England fans yet, have we? Can you hear them yet?
0: There's literally three flags and three three-line shirts straight ahead, Francis. There you go.
1: Three doesn't constitute an England crowd, though. There's more green and gold shirts here. They must be somewhere. I'm just, I'm just warning you, Kat.
0: They're too scared to come out.
1: <laughs> well, we're just about to walk out. I'm sure we'll run into them soon, Tony. The entry to the stadium is as easy as it's been. Uh, really smooth. But all the way through, I could hear this girl, one of your Apple iStore girls, who are these over-enthusiastic but brilliant volunteers. She's sitting in the beach umbrella chair like a a lifeguard, and she is sounding a little bit like um, you might hear, you know, the, the screaming Mimi that is the North Korean television host? She gives it a bit of that, so I'm going to stand underneath her and tell me what you think. She'll do it in English for us as well Just waiting for her to
0: Today we
1: have a game between England and Colombia. There you go It does feel like she's asking you to board the train to the <laughs> She means well It's The tone of voice is just a little bit like You will have a good time And if you don't Off to Siberia. It's a desperate flea market, Tony, here at the front of Spartak Stadium. The number of people wanting to get tickets as we hear from Matt. Just not enough tickets to go around. Ask this fellow. You're looking for a ticket. What's your name? Carlos Rodriguez. Carlos, where do you come from? I'm Mexico. And you're going to want to cheer for Colombia today? I'm cheering for Colombia, of course. He's got to be the one. He's got to be the
2: one. (laughs) Do you believe you can find a ticket amongst all of this? Hey it's always a chance I've been in five World Cups and every time mexico comes out of the competition i I go and buy tickets sometimes i buy it really expensive sometimes somebody feels and say hey here 100 bucks okay
1: you gotta stay here until I will you get- stay here until I get one ticket you are a true believer oh yeah we are <laughs> good luck good luck buddy
0: game today you have the match
1: Now, Tony, I've climbed the stairs up to row 21, seat 21, block 206, and I am right behind the goal at one of the ends. A fantastic view. And I happen to run into Michael, he's sitting behind me in the seat just behind me, and instantly recognized that voice as
2: one from Liverpool. Michael, how are you going? I'm going very well, yeah. Having a great time and uh, a few beers and enjoying the atmosphere. You're on your own. Where is, where's the rest of the England
1: fans? I've been looking for them everywhere.
2: I know. There, I think they're all unhidden, really. <laughs> but um, They're a boat, but they're very quiet, really.
1: <laughs> now, you're an Everton fan, so you would know all about our Tim Cale. Yeah, a bit of a hero for you as
2: well. Tim Cale, he's a, a real Everton legend. He's left a legacy in there. Uh, Everton that, you know, lots of people think he's the favourite, you know, we had this discussion a few months ago, who's your favourite Everton player, and loads went for Tim kale because he's the embodiment of Everton, that fighting spirit, you know.
1: Well, as he was for the Socceroos, he's all- at all-time top scorer and he scored so many important goals I think he still holds a record does he not for the most goals scored by Nevertonian in uh, in Merseyside Derby is he close to the most number of goals
2: yeah I, I, I think he, he he's right on it but that was the great thing well it endeared him to the Everton fans he always scored against Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> always and and, and with a celebration you know where he used to punch the corner flags it's just unbelievable <laughs> and how, how much of the World Cup have you been able to see on your journey I've only flew in yesterday and um, I just flew in for this game, flying back Friday. But if England progress, I'm going to come back for the semis in the final.
1: You're obviously a big fan. Is it um, do, do you support England
2: with the same passion you support Everton? Not really, no. And in fact, I said after two years ago, I'd never ever watched them again. Why was that? Well, I went to went to the Euros and. The Iceland team was staying in the same hotel as me. And um, I said to one of my friends, one of my friends said to me, I think he's an Iceland player. And when I looked over, there was a guy sitting with his wife and she was breastfeeding a baby. And I said, no, he couldn't be so unprofessional as that, having a wife breastfeeding a baby. And when he got changed, as he come out, he was them and then when i watched the debacle on the field i couldn't believe it and i thought "Do you know what i'm never going to come and watch this lot again but the, the whole team's changed and so i i was on holiday last month in spain watching it on the tv and I suddenly got the enthusiasm back, so I just flew over. <laughs> and here you
1: are. You're a true believer. Hey, we'll talk. I'm going to get your uh, your take on it at halftime as well and at the end of the game. OK, Francis. You've, almost, you've almost got me wanting to England to win, but I can't quite do that much. <laughs> oh, cheers, Francis. <laughs> So that's you just, uh, you've just been sold a pup
2: I definitely sold a pup I was sitting there thinking I was king of the world I had a fantastic table a great view I thought this is brilliant drinking a beer then somebody told me it was alcohol free so I- I'm literally pissing me money up against the wall <laughs> oh there you go nil nil at halftime for
1: Michael and he's about 30 bucks out of pocket as well for the privilege of having a piss <laughs> So England have won a penalty It's
0: 53 minutes in
1: After another clash in the box from a free kick
0: I can imagine you screaming at the ref
1: Bitching and moaning at the referee continues It's been going on for a couple of minutes now Carrie Kane's got the ball in his hands David Ospina's yelling at him It's just a rolling mall of complaints and grievances And the ref can't sort it out and At some point the game's got to start again Wouldn't be surprised if one of the Colombians shoved the ball up their jumper and run out the stadium so they can't take the the spot kick. It's gotten to the stage of fast right now. Not good for the game, boys. Sort it out. So finally, Harry Kane faces David Ospina.
0: Feeling all your England hate.
1: Kane goes down the middle, England score. The game needed a Goal. It was torturous, but
0: it's got it. Now, hopefully, we get a game of football rather than a bitch session. It does make me wonder why you hate England so much. I mean, they give you so much cultural joy. I mean, all those years you were presenting on Triple J and I felt like we got to know you and your past, that you'd been a, a rude boy. I sort of imagined you dressed in your two-toned shoes and skanking to the specials in the early 80s. And all those English bands, Depeche Mode, Elvis Costello, Dexie's Midnight Runners. I mean, you recently went to a Dexie's Midnight Runners concert. The Human League, Joy Division, uh, The Pretenders, The Style Council, The Clash. I mean, don't tell me you reckon is still on high rotation at your house, isn't it? The Smiths. Frankly, Mr. Shankly, I think of you every time I hear that song. Echo and the Bunny Men, the Stone Roses, New Order. I mean, how could you not love New Order? Or you do love New Order. They provide you with so much cultural joy, the English. And I'm only, I've only talked about the 80s. I haven't even got into your clubbing stage. And the 90s, the, the party years, Francis. Uh, and yet, for all that cultural joy, Radiohead, Francis, they gave us Radiohead. Uh, and, and let alone the seminal stuff, the, the bedrock and stones and beetles and all that. And yet, given that huge part of your life that is English music or British music, how is it that you can feel the hate in the way that you do? Francis, I've listened to your on-the-spot accounts of so few English fans over there in the Spartak Arena in Moscow. And there may be some explanation for it. When I look at the Twitter account of Stan Collymore, uh, he has tweeted, at least 35,000 Colombian fans in the Spartak Arena. England fans, never let this happen again. Should be the other way around. Thanks to every wanker at every paper and broadcaster that helped make this happen. And then he's done C, star, 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 T, S. So he's obviously thought of an expletive that begins with C and has six letters, um, maybe cleats, um, something like that. Anyway, that's the tweet. Uh, I gather he's referring to the English press saying that English fans should stay away because of the risk of clashes with Russian fans. And so um, he's calling them uh, as yellow as the Colombian shirts, really. Um, and uh, and so they're not there. That might be why you're having such a good time. It might even be that without the English fans, you will be able to uh, turn towards the Brits, um, towards the English. Is it is it possible? Um, something to consider, although... If they get a ticket, I dare say they'll be arriving in force for the quarters and semis. Although a Russian visa takes a month, you could be having a, a an English fan free World Cup. I have never, I don't know, I haven't seen the replay. Oh, oh
1: it's in! Oh, Tony! Oh, in Just when you think the script's been written, this game—that is unbelievable. Every time it finds a way to turn. And
0: every corner, that equaliser was bloody amazing. I was just going to say, we've seen the save of the tournament as Pickford flew uh, horizontal to keep the ball out, but the resultant corner has gone in. That is seriously the craziest goal in a very crazy tournament. Uh, What is it, Yerry Maynard, number 13, the big fella, flying over the top, and the English defender unable to keep it out. That, uh, we go to extra time.
1: And England must be feeling like it's deja vu all over again, as a great man once said. (laughs) This spiteful little knife fight for 80 minutes has just turned into an epic. So it's extra time. Is there anything in world football that's more satisfying than the late, late, late equaliser? That felt good. Listen to the Colombians. They're just alongside me and they are bouncing up and now I can feel the grandstand rumbling. Can you hear them waving their scars? It's almost as if they've won. The salvation of the equaliser has given them a new lease of life, another breath. How must they be feeling in England? How must they be feeling? Score's level, but the sentiment and the atmosphere couldn't be any more different. And so it is. The devil went down to Georgia and he said penalty shootout. <laughs> oh, wow. you sell your soul to be here, wouldn't you? would be the player that breaks a nation's heart. Is that the glass half-empty view tone? Should I be looking at it this way? Who will be the player that will write themselves into legend? In fact, the yin and yang of it all is there will be one from each team. But which team will it be? Some of our people have run away. They can't watch. They can't watch a penalty shootout. Going for a nervous wee. Anyway. It was a wretched game for about 70 minutes. And then everything changed. That's why I love this game. Just never know what it's going to give you. Deep breath, everyone. Here we go. Mateo Galeno. Mateo, how are you feeling? Ahead of the penalty shootout, my friend.
2: Oh, my God. This is the most amazing thing I have ever lived. This is the top. <laughs> really the top. Your friend here, he's
1: struggling to stay. He's, he's going to pass out. He's my uncle. Is, is he Baby. okay? Is is here we go. good, good luck lads, good luck, good thank, luck. You, thank you Hello, Thank you Thank you Columbia I'm going to stay here with you and watch So Jordan Pickford's in goal Columbia to go first in the shootout Sends the keeper the wrong way 1-0 Columbia As Harry Kane Wearing the armband for England Strides for purposefully and David Ospina in goal for Colombia has to carry the burden. They've done this before. This is Tottenham versus Arsenal from the spot at the World Cup. Kane's legend is already writ large in the UK. He's been the leading scorer in the competition so far. Deep breath, from Harry Kane, static goal. One-one. You still breathing okay? You going okay? Está
2: bien, está bien. Okay, yo, <inaudible> it's okay. Okay, okay, it's
1: a little <inaudible> bit emotional. A little bit, no more. It's okay. All right. Who's the next player up for Colombia? Cuadrado. Cuadrado. And now it's his turn to feel the heat. Pickford bouncing on the line. Conal. Little jog on the spot. And he fires it to the top corner. 2-1 Colombia. Someone is gonna blink. Someone is gonna blink, but not yet. It's 2-2 and with each passing penalty nobody's looked likely to miss at this stage as the two teams line up on the halfway line and watch on helplessly. It's at our end. We've got the bird's eye view. It's right on top of us. Will it be 3-2 Colombia? It is. He rolls it in the wrong way each time but that doesn't mean he will the next Jordan Henderson he's next he's had a lot to say in this game he's a warrior give me the ball he says Juggles on his way to the the spot the Colombians know just how spiky he's been in this one a spinner at the back Henderson on the spot. 3-2 Columbia. All on the line for England. Henderson. Saved! Saved! The confidence evaporates as he walks back to the halfway line. No strut now from him. It's a long, lonely, hard walk to the other ten men in Red. They'll embrace him. England have been here before. It's not over yet, though. Colombia can go 4-2 up. Jordan Henderson has the hair shirt on now. He's praying the football gods deliver him. Misses! Misses! It's back on terms. It rattled into the crossbar and out. England live again. Another successful conversion for England. I think it was Dalli Ali that time. And now the pressure's building. How are you feeling, boys? (laughs) It's uh, <laughs> difficult to talk to right now. Who's coming up to the spot now? I don't know.
2: Uh, maybe it's Muriel. Who is Muriel?
1: Oh, no. Tony, these shootouts are torture. The most delightful torture you can imagine. Colombian need this There can be no error Pickford saves England leading the shootout It's all turned around Here we go again If he scores
0: Uh, through the England penalty curse on the line, Francis It must be been nuts there.
1: If he scores, he does. The three lions roar. Incredible scenes. Colombia heartbroken. And there's a red and white pile on on the field. Oh wow, what a roller coaster time.
0: They're through. <laughs>
1: What a roller coaster. It might be coming home after all. David Ospina is inconsolable on the pitch. The Colombian players, likewise. England ecstatic. God, I love this game. God, I love it. People wonder why we travel so far and do what we do, mate. This is why we do it for these moments. I've got another more for you tonight, mate. That's it for the
0: World Cup road trip. And you know what, Francis? They do make for good narratives. Sweden, England, bring it on. Well, rude boy, mod, Brit pop loving, Beatles, Stones loving legend Francis Leach. You have your England in the last eight, and <laughs> I know that I am speaking facetiously. There'll be a part of you that is furious for their happiness, uh, but at the same time, they kind of deserved it. They were the more enterprising early on, as they were being engaged in a WWE wrestling bout with the Colombians, and then Harry Kane. I think he deserved his penalty as he was uh, mounted like a um, like a cans bull. Uh, and, and then the equaliser just made for an amazing game, and I'm sure you'll never forget it. Um, and the penalty shootout, I, I'm sort of glad for Gareth Southgate, actually. I met him in 2010 in South Africa. He seemed like a, a very nice man, um, a very intelligent football person, and I felt for him. I didn't bring it up with him, actually, but, um, I've always felt for him for that 1996 penalty which has to rate as one of the worst penalties ever at Euro 1996 when he uh, tapped it to the German keeper and, and England went out in the semis um, and I guess you know you live with that for um, for 22 years and, and it's there's some sense, sense of redemption. I know he's put a, a lot of emphasis on penalties and the English players took theirs really well and so um, you know I'm, I'm I'm pleased for him and I think it's good for the tournament. They go through and there's, you know, there's all the insanity that attaches to England, all the hope, the crazy hope. And, uh, and I can't wait for the, for the Sweden-England game. But you were there. What a fixture. What a memory. Frame that ticket. Um, and what a world cup.